Welcome to Grace River Church, located in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Our mission is to see every generation experience the transforming power of God in every area of their lives. We hope you enjoy today's message. Amen. No introduction needed, right? How y'all doing this morning? A little ringing in my ear. Let's cut it down just a bit. Uh, my voice is like, how y'all doing? Are y'all God, glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning as we're serving this morning? It is so good to stand before you today. My name is Pastor Corey, and again, I serve here at Grace River Church as the executive. Pastor John is not here. He is um, traveling with families. Can we say a blessing over him this morning? But today, we're going to carry on and, and start with, we started last week with a vision 2020 for the rest of your life. And Pastor John talked about prayer. How many was here last week when he, when he talked about prayer? And how many were challenged when he talked to us about prayer? This morning, we're going to continue in that series, but we're going to talk about something that we usually don't talk about much, but we're going to be talking about fasting, what it really means to fast. How many know sometimes fasting can be a spooky word? Fasting, oh my God, who, who fasts or who fasts, you know? Um, or, or you may think of when, when, when you think of fasting, you only think that the very religious people fast, you know? But fasting is something that we all should be doing. Um, and some of you may be thinking, Pastor John and Pastor Corey, even crazy even to ask us to fast. My question to you this morning is, when was the last time you fast? When was the last time you turned down your plate? When was the last time that you, that you wanted to get, seek God for answers and you fasted? Well, well good, good. <laughs> There's so many misconceptions about the discipline of fasting. I'd like to start this morning by telling you what fasting is not. Fasting is not simply going without food. Uh-huh. Can somebody say amen to that? Hey, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going without food. No, fasting has a, a, deeper, a deeper meaning for that. You know, fasting is not something done by fanatics or the super spiritual. Only the super spiritual fast. Only the, the radical folks fast. No, that's not what fasting is. And certainly fasting is not limited to pastors, ministers, or just special occasions. We need to understand and grasp what fasting really is. And we're going to just, we're going to just from this simple message this morning, I want to open up and, and pray and ask God to ask us what, to open up our ears and our hearts to understand what fasting is. Can we pray together? Father, we thank you for this morning. I thank you for your Holy Spirit who's already here. God, I pray that you open up our ears and our hearts to hear what the Spirit has to say today. God, I died to myself. God, I pray that this congregation, these people will open up their ears to hear what the Spirit has to say. Father, I decrease so that your Spirit may increase in me, Father God. And I just pray, God, that you, we would, you would move by your Spirit and we will receive from you. If you believe that, will you say amen and amen? When we're talking about fasting, as a, as a young child, I grew up in, a, in a, a faith that fasting was something that we did religiously. And I want you to know from every, from, from Easter Sunday to Pentecost Sunday, where we, 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 we fasted. And what we did was we turned down our plates and we did not eat. And, and listen, we even, we even did it the extra mile. We wore white for, for 50 days. And we prayed for, for every night of the week and we came. But in my little mind as a growing up, I did not understand what fasting was. I thought it was something that we just did around Easter time. So I didn't understand the power. So I was a part of fasting, but I did not understand the power that came with fasting. Not until my later life did I really understand what fasting really was and what it meant. 
Now, I was a youth pastor, and I was in a youth group, and we did something called the 30-hour famine. How many of you are part of the 30-hour famine? The 30-hour famine means you literally do not eat for 30 hours, and you come, and, you, and we donated money to food banks, but the, the point is you don't eat for 30 hours. And in that time of, of, of not eating, you would come together for prayer meetings. And I know we got some people that was in that old youth group, but we used to come together, and we used to turn down our plates, and God did some amazing things just because we fasted for 30 hours. We started to seek God's face, and we saw young people's hearts turn towards the Lord. And literally, we took it to the next step. I said, man, if you're not even going to fast, I took my youth group. I said, if you want to pretend like you don't, you, you don't have any food, we made them sleep in the, in the uh, fellowship hall of the church. And we built, uh, what do you call those things? We took cardboard boxes and built houses. So we wanted to really know what it was to be hungry and to, and, and to, to seek the face of the Lord. And we did that. So we understood the power of fasting. And, and, and I move on in my life. I'm taking mission trips around the world to Mexico. My first missions trip as a youth pastor. Can somebody say with me? My first one, I was a little ear-prepared. I went to the mission field with a, a group of young people, and we thought we were going to, we were going to war ass, and we were going to do mighty things for Jesus Christ. And we got there. We didn't consider the language barrier. We didn't know Juarez had strongholds of drug cartel and all these things. So we came to, to Juarez unprepared. So we're just standing there. We can't even minister to the kids. So I said, the next year we're going to go because we, we decided we were going to adopt Juarez. So the next year we went, we started to pray. I said, every Wednesday, we're going to call a fast. We're going to fast our breakfast and our lunch, and we're going to meet here, and we're going to pray, and we're going to start seeking God's face for the people of Juarez, Mexico. And I had a group of young people. I think I took about 20 young people with us, and we came and we turned down our plates, and we start calling to God our Father. God, we want you to bless your name in Juarez, Mexico. And we begin to, to seek God's face, and we start having those young people call out strongholds and things that were going on in Mexico. And God started giving young people on the piano names of people that we would come in contact with just because the young people decided in their hearts that we were going to seek God and we were going to fast. That's when I knew there was power and fasting. So today we want to talk about fasting. We want to know why fasting should be a part of every believer's life. Fasting is not just voluntarily abstaining from eating or drinking for an extended period of time. Listen, this is a slide here. Jensen Franklin says fasting is refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. Fasting is, is was found both in the New Testament and the Old Testament, okay? So if you hear anything that you agree with, it's okay to say amen or, or, or preach, brother, okay? I want to make sure that you are here with me, all right? Fasting was found in the Old Testament and New Testament, so you can't come here this morning and say it's antiquated. Fasting was in the Old Testament. No, fasting was found in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And listen, in, in the, some of the transcripts said fasting literally means to cover your mouth. Some of you need to pass. Some of you guys need to practice fasting. <laughs> Literally, to cover your mouth. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> but fasting is a tool that God has given us to increase our spiritual power, to communicate with God more intimately, and we need to make use of it. All right? Did you know that fasting was mentioned more than baptism in the Bible? The word fasting. Fasting was literally mentioned more than to be baptized. And not that we're going to equate them, but 
there was some, some power in fasting. And I believe that the scriptures wanted us to know that when you are fasting, you're withholding yourself from something that you need food. Can somebody say amen? How many know we need food? How many of y'all act crazy when y'all don't eat? How many of y'all act crazy when y'all do not eat? See, Snickers even had a commercial. When people acting crazy, they get a Snicker bar and they turn back into themselves because we know that our, our basic need is to eat. You understand what I'm saying? But we're withholding something, our need for food, in order to pursue something that we need even more, communion with God. So when I'm fasting, I have a need, but I'm fasting because I, I, I need more. I need communion with God. Listen, as we fast, the fact that we ultimately depend on God comes to the forefront of our minds. We need to focus more on God. Fasting literally says that you die to yourself. Fasting says that you die and you put God at the forefront to your mind. Fasting is a spiritual discipline. Can somebody say spiritual discipline? Discipline, as we in this culture, discipline is sometimes looked at as a negative thing, okay? We hear the word discipline and we get uptight. Some of you guys, I worked for Child Protective Services for 10 years, and when you hear the word discipline, all you think about is somebody getting out some boxing gloves or a belt to beat somebody, you know? But discipline is not only that. How many of you have children in the, in the room? You got children? You got children? Then you know how much discipline is needed. Can somebody say amen? You have to discipline your children to, to get up in the morning. Can somebody say amen to that? You have to discipline them to wake up on time, you know? You have to discipline your children to bathe properly. Can we say amen to that? You even have to discipline your children to do chores. You have to discipline and train yourself in certain behaviors as well. I have to discipline my, myself that when my child does something that, that, it, that drives me to the end, I have to discipline myself with so restraint that I don't take these hands and knock some physical sense in them, you know? So I, I have to have some restraint even there, you know? I'm going to tell you a story about my son. My son, is we, he got some new clothes for, for uh, Christmas, and he has some pants on. And the first day he put them on, he was bending down, and I saw his underwear. And anybody know me, I don't play that because I don't want to see your underwear. Because if I can see your underwear, somebody else can see your underwear. So before I left, I told my son, go upstairs and put on a belt. He said, yes, Dad. I went out to work. I came home from work. My son came in the house, and guess what I saw? I saw his underwear. I said, since you do not listen, and my word means nothing to you, you come home today, you will not play that game. You will not play that PlayStation. How many know that PlayStation is a mighty tool in the hands of the Lord? <laughs> I told him, you will not play this PlayStation today. You're going to sit down and you get a book, and you'll do that. Son, he did. That whole evening, he didn't play the PlayStation. The next morning, my son gets up and gets ready for school. I didn't see him that morning, but when he came home from school, you know, the first thing he did, he pulled up his, and said, Dad, I got on my belt. You understand what I'm saying? So he knew that I was trying to instill something in him, some discipline, son, when you get dressed in the morning, put on the right clothes. You understand? Nobody wants to see you on, but that was discipline, you know? Some of us try to discipline ourselves as eating. Now, if y'all been to the gym, they're planning fitness, and they told me you can't even get a, a machine now, now for the next two weeks, because everybody's trying to get in there to get these bodies back in order, right? 
That's what we're doing. Everybody's in there. Oh, I want to, my New Year's resolution is to lose weight. You understand? But listen, listen. 1 Corinthians 9, 27 says this. I discipline my body like an athlete, training to do what it should do. What it should do. And in the same way with fasting, we have to train our bodies and ourselves to do this. Can somebody say amen? Listen, folks, fasting is perhaps the most misunderstood spiritual discipline. Just, just, just grasp it this morning. It's the most misunderstood spiritual discipline. It's the most ignored spiritual discipline and perhaps the most feared spiritual discipline. Discipline is not a bad word. And I remember even my pastor used to grow up, he grew up at every beginning of the year, we started out the year going over spiritual disciplines as a congregation. We got away from that. What are those spiritual disciplines? Fasting, solitude, uh, getting along with every year. He started off the first beginning of the year, getting us back into shape, getting our minds and our bodies back into order where it should be. You know, so we need to, to do that same thing when it comes down to spiritual discipline, spiritual discipline and fasting. I don't want it to be ignored. I don't want it to be feared. And I don't want fasting to be misunderstood. Can somebody say amen to this? Matthew 16, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to read Matthew 6, 16 through 18. It's going to be on the screen if you don't have it. I want you to hear what, what this, the, the, the word of the Lord has to say this morning. It says, and when you fast, can you say when? Do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, and so they know that they're fasting, so to be seen by others. Truly I say to you that they have received their reward. But when you fast, say when you fast, Anoint your head and wash your face so that your fasting may not be seen by others, but seen by your father who is in secret, and your father who is in secret will reward you. Jesus is talking here. Jesus says, when you fast. Look at somebody say, when you fast. So what do we learn here? We learn here that fasting is simply not a suggestion. It's not a would you, could you, should you, do you mind. Fasting is something that we should be doing. Now, some of y'all laughing. That's the old saying we used to say back in old Pongo. Would you, could you, should you mind? No, it's not those things. It's, it's, he's, he's, required. he's saying that we should fast. Jesus is saying that we should fasting. Fasting should be accepted, ex expected in the life of believers. Now, am I telling you you need to go on a 40-day fast? You don't eat anything? You know, you, we have to use wisdom in our fasting, but we do need to fast, all right? Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 4, 14. Matthew 4, 14. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting, now this is Jesus, after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. The Bible reveals that Jesus himself fasted. If Jesus fasted, duh, <laughs> it's a no-brainer. We should all be fasting. Fasting among believers should be practiced. So while we taking the time to talk about this morning, we're going to talk about some reasons for fasting. Listen, folks, there are all kinds of books all kinds of reasons and points that people will talk about fasting. Pastor John and the team has put together these prayer journals that include prayer and fasting. They're on the back table when they come out. But if you read books, Jason Franklin has a great book on fasting. 
But there's so much that goes out there. And today, we don't have time to get into all the different things about fasting. I promise you, if you type fasting on your Google, a lot of it's going to come up. For today, for our simple meeting today, we're going to talk about three W's of fasting. Why do we need to fast? Why do we need to fast? Why do we need to fast? The first W, we fast. We fast because it is worship. Just let that sit down in, in your minds for a second. We fast because it's worship. See, we in our mind, we have worship relegated to what we do between the hours of, of 10, 10 o'clock and 1130. That's what worship is, right? We, we, we say that it's in our mind and worship is the fast song that they sing this morning, hallelujah, hallelujah, and the slow song. That's worship. But I, I'm coming to tell you that fasting really is worship. Fasting is really worship. Why do I say that? Why do I say fasting is worship? David said in Psalms 35 and 13, he said, I humbled my soul with fasting. Humble our soul with fasting. The overall objective to fasting is to humble our souls, is to cause our intellect and our wills and our emotions to bow down. That's simply what worship is. Everything, my, my mind, my body, my intellect, all will bow down. I want you to look at worship as a, as a different, different thing. Fasting is worship. Yes, fasting can be a form of worship. What does Romans 12, 1 says? It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship your whole self, your whole being, your whole body, your hunger, all of that, all of that has to bow down to the name of Jesus. Fasting is a way that we deny our regular appetites in order to cultivate a hunger for God. Listen, I'm not putting it on Facebook or going out to the world and say, oh, I'm off, I'm off Facebook for 21 days. I'm not going to put on fast. I'm on Facebook. I'm fasting. I'll go around in the world fasting. I want to, 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 to do fasting as a worship to God. And listen, folks, when you begin to fast, I'm fasting now. I'm telling you because I'm preaching this morning as a family, as a congregation, we're, we're encouraging everybody to fast. But you can sense God's presence so much more clearer when you're saying no to your own self. The hunger of God, it, it overtakes my mind. I'm, I'm literally sitting at my desk at work, and I'm thinking every time my stomach grumbles, I'm saying, God, I need you more than this, the, the grumblings in my stomach. God, I need you more than this, this food that, that's right here before me. We are driven by food. <laughs> we are driven by food. All I'm saying is take away some of your food for right now. But I'm saying the hunger that when, when you begin to worship it, in fasting, I'm telling you, God's presence is, is ever so great when you begin to fast. It's, it literally stops me from doing things that I, that I usually do. Now, how many of you know sometimes when you're talking to telemarketers on the phone, you, you get a little aggressive? Oh, I, I'm just talking about myself. I get a little aggressive. So uh, how many of you in the building got student loans? Oh, that's it? Oh, let me put my hands up twice. So we got student loans. And I try to pay my student loans religiously. So I paid at the beginning of this month, and I get a nasty text message that says, we have not received your payment, and we're going to send this over to the credit bureau if you don't pay. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait, wait one minute. Wait one minute. 
So I get on the phone and call the lady, and she begins to tell me, well, we haven't received the payment. Ma'am, you received the payment because I have a confirmation right here. Well, you need to pay your bill. My literal old self, literally the Holy Spirit stopped me while I was fasting. God, I died to myself. I begin to worship and I start listening to her and I say, ma'am, I understand. I understand what you're saying. However, I paid my bill and I was able to take it down because my mind was on Jesus. My mind was focused on, on him and the things that he's doing. So as, as, we, as we go into worship, I want you to understand, guys, that, that fasting awakens our system. It causes us to feel our frailty, you know, and our need. We need God. So that's why fasting is important because it helps you know how much we need God, how much we need him more than the food. So it causes your worship experience to be enhanced by simply turning down your plate. I hope I don't sound like an old school preacher today because I don't know that too many people talk about fasting like we're talking today. But I really want you to understand these, these few points as it relates to fasting. First, I said that fasting really helps us to worship. We fast because it's worship. Our next point is we fast to receive wisdom. Can somebody say wisdom? How many need some wisdom? How many need some wisdom in their life? We need some wisdom in our life. James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask. Ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. So I'm fasting because, God, I need wisdom. God, I need wisdom in my life. How many know something? We don't, we don't see God like we used to. It's been days where I remember we do anything. We used to seek God for our direction. Lord, I, I got a big decision to make in my life. We don't seek God. And I'm saying fasting can help you do that. Fasting can say, I'm turning down my plate, God, because I need wisdom in this situation. God, I need you to get, I don't know where to go. I'm stuck between two places. God, I need your wisdom in my life. So I'm going to turn down my place so, so that I can seek your face and I hear from you. How many know God will give us wisdom? God will give us wisdom if we ask him. In Acts 14, 21 and 23, we find Paul and Barnabas here. They, they seeking God for wisdom as they appointed elders for them, for the church. And with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord whom they had put their trust. I'm just trying to show you where all these little snippets and churches were in the Bible where people begin to fast. And here we have Paul and Barnabas. They're trying to, to, to find elders for the church, but they did it with prayer and fasting. Can somebody say prayer and fasting? They did it with prayer and fasting. They, they, they know that they needed the power of God to, to make leaders in their church. So they called a fast and they began to pray and asking God to give them direction for the leadership of their church. We need to do the same thing when it comes down to fasting. God, I need direction in my life. God, I need to seek you. God, I'm not trying to make one decision without you. And I'm not saying fasting is the, the, the magic pill that you take and all of your, your prayers to be answered. But I'm telling you, if you ask God and seek God for direction in your life, while you're fasting and praying, I believe God speaks. I believe God will speak to you. We seek a lot of people. We seek brotherly advice. We seek other. But when, when do we seek God? When do we seek God for direction? When do we seek God for direction in our life? And I believe by fasting, we can do that. Fasting, turning down our plate. God, I need direction in my life. I don't know which way to go. There are two decisions before me. Sometimes we consult God after we've made a decision. Can somebody say amen to that? 
We seek God when the message is already here and the message before us. Then we try to seek God's face. No, I want us to be a people that begin to seek God before every direction, every prayer that we go in our life. God, we need your direction in our life. And fasting can help us do that. Can somebody say amen? Daniel says, Daniel says that he, he wrestled with God and he said that the angel came to him and he gave him skill and understanding. Skill and understanding, skill and understanding. And as you guys are faced with things that are going on in your life, I believe that the Holy Spirit through fasting can give you skill and understanding as you face life's most difficult things. Can somebody say amen? Our personal prayers, God, let us be men and women who seek your face. We want to seek your face. What decisions are you faced with right now? What decisions are before you right now? Are you getting ready to buy a home? Are you, are you contemplating getting married? Some of y'all, <laughs> how many of y'all contemplating getting married? Thinking about getting married. On dating sites. You understand well, all, all those things. Seek God before you do all that stuff. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Christian mingle, because I know a lot of people didn't. <laughs> but seeking God even for a mate. Seeking God for what college to attend. I'm talking to young people in here that are faced with a lot of things. I remember back in the old day, our, we didn't do anything without fasting and asking God for direction. We didn't start a building project. We didn't start a, a new year without coming together and seeking God's face for direction. And as we start 2020, I believe that you're searching for direction in your life. Some of us need to turn down our plates and ask God to give me skill and understanding for the next step in my life. God, give me skill and understanding. God, give me the grace to do it. And we shouldn't just go to God about big decisions. Those are big stuff. Big stuff. Look small when it's two. Small decisions we need to go to God for. We need to ask God's face for little small things that are going on in life because he wants to give us skill and he wants to give us understanding as we face the challenges of today's life. Can everybody say amen? So we've looked at that, at, 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 at fasting being a, 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 a form of worship. We looked at fasting as being wisdom, asking God for wisdom. And lastly, I want to look at as uh, worship, uh, or excuse me, as fasting as a weapon. As a weapon. Fasting is a weapon. What does Paul say in 2 Corinthians 10 4? It's on the screen before he says, For the weapons of our welfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. To destroy strongholds. What are, what are strongholds? Pastor John talked about even uh, last, last week. What are strongholds? Let's look at the word a strong and a hold. A strong and a hold, something that is strong. There, another word for stronghold is a structure that is a defense, a fortress with difficult access. Difficult. We can't break it. We can't get in. How many of the strongholds are holding nations captive right now? Strongholds are holding neighborhoods and families captive because there is a stronghold in those areas. And we, as we begin to pray, we understand that we, we, we have power when it comes down, when we begin to pray and, and fast and seek God's face, that the strongholds can be loosed or broken off. Can somebody say amen to that? I don't want phony fasting. I don't want phony fasting. Fasting because it's a trend. 
I don't want fasting because it's something that Pastor Corey asked you to do. I want people to fast that really want to seek God's heart because there's some things that's going on in their life. What, what kind of fasting, what do we want to happen when we fast as it relates to strongholds? Isaiah, if you have Isaiah 58, 6, 12, I'm going to read this from the message, talking about what kind of fast do we want. This is the kind of fast that I'm after. This is what Isaiah says. That the, the, I'm after this to break the chains of injustice, to get rid of exploitations in the workplace, to, to free the uh, oppressed and cancel that. That's the kind of things that I want out, out, of, uh, out of the fasting. I want those things to happen. How many want things like that to happen? Debts to be canceled. And I'm not just talking about physical debts. I'm talking about debts that we may have and injustices and strongholds in your lives and over your, your families and over those things. As we begin to seek God through fasting, I believe that through true fasting, strongholds will be open. Strongholds will be set free and, and God will send his deliverance to people. Understand? Mark 9, 25 says this. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit and said to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter him no more. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast this out? So he said to them, this kind can only come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. He said, this kind, this kind. And I believe that some of us are wrestling with that same question today. Why could we not cast it out? Why can we not cast it out? And, I, and you may not be saying that same verbiage. It may be something, it may sound something like this. Why is alcoholism controlling my life? Why is perversion, why is sexual addiction controlling my life and my family? Why can't I forgive her? Why can't I forgive this person? Why can't I forgive this person? Why, 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 there's too much history there. There's too much history. I can't. I've tried behavior modifications and I still fail. But I'm telling you, God said some of these things will only come out through prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. I hope that you guys hear this of what I'm trying to, this simple message today that, that I believe that the strongholds are, uh, that need to come down in your own personal lives and my life. And I believe that's going to be, uh, when we start fasting and we turning down our plate, as we begin to worship the Lord and seek him for direction and, 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 pray and use it as a weapon, I believe God's going to do mighty things, but we got to tap into it. We have to tap into what it really means to fast and what it means to, to, to pray. And it, I'm talking about fast one meal a day. Fast one meal a day once a week and say, God, I'm not going to eat today because I'm praying for this area in my life. God, I, I'm not going to have lunch today, and I don't want you to go around and tell your whole work and with a sign and say, I'm fasting. Please leave me alone. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. But as a family, as a family, you're praying for a loved one who's not, who, who, who does not know Jesus Christ. Who does not know him? Get together as a family and say, for, for we're going to pray and we're going to fast. We're going to give up one meal as a family, and we're going to lift that family member up to Jesus Christ. We don't do that. We don't talk about it. But I'm, I want 2020 to be a new year for you that you see God and see fasting and praying as, as, as a new light. 
a new light on what God wants to do in our lives. When you start fasting, one of the phrases that I say often is, God, I want you more than I want my food. I want to let that sink into you. God, I want you more than the food that I eat. I was literally serving at a ministry that I'm a part of, and we served the homeless individuals. And my stomach was growling, and the Lord literally said, you really don't even know what hunger is. God, I'm, I'm hungry. But he said, you really don't even understand what hunger really is. So I'm sitting at the desk convicted because here I am complaining of my little hunger pains, but there are people that don't eat for long periods of time because we're driven by our flesh. And the Lord immediately, while sitting at the desk serving, the Lord took me back to Mexico, taking a group of young people to Mexico. And it was a church. I mean, this church was no structure. I mean, it was just a building. And it was a young man who played an out-of-tune guitar with broken strings, was the worship leader. And we got together and we prayed. And I heard him say something, and the Lord brought me back to that moment. That young man in his broken English kept on saying, God, I need you more than the food that I eat. God, I want you more than the food that I eat. And I'm thinking in his broken English and in their service that has no structure, he said God, he wanted God more than literally the food that he ate. I'm like, God, I want that kind of desire and hunger for you, even over my own physical body. God, I want to see you move in my family. God, I, I want you more than the hunger pains that are, that are in, in my stomach right now. God, I need to seek your face more than that. That's the kind of the dedication and prayer that we need, okay? We need to say, God, I want you to eradicate fear in my life more than I want food. See, I'm telling you how to, 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 to say these prayers now. God, I want you to rip the lust out of me more than I want food. See, when we start praying and believing God like that, God, I want you to save my husband more than I want food. So my, my hunger, my, my natural body is screaming, but I'm saying, God, more than my natural body, my husband needs salvation. The nation needs to be healed, God. The strongholds of my family need to be broken, so I'm going to say no to my food, and I'm going to seek your face. See, folks, this is not a, a could or should you, should you whine. God, I want to see this person healed. Why don't we see healing like we see healing? Some of these things are only going to come by prayer and fasting. Over your family, sin sick, sin sick families, families that have been disease ridden and, and, and strongholds over families. I'm believing God that God's going to raise up some individuals in this room today that's going to turn back to fasting and praying. Not a fad, not a trend, but to seek the heart of God. Not what somebody else is doing around God. I want to seek God's face. And as we start 2020, we will not see anything clearly until we seek the face and the heart of God. Till we start dying to our own desires and dying to our own flesh. God, I'm sick of coming to church every week and nothing happening. I'm sick of seeing people sick and people are not being raised. I'm sick of seeing my family in stronghold. God, I got to seek your face. God, I got to turn down my plate and I want to hear your heart. What are you saying? God, I need direction in my life. God, I need you more than the food that I'm eating. If you're going to hear anything that I'm saying today, 
I believe that God is really calling us back to a people that are fasting and that are, that are hungry for a move in the presence of God. I want us to be like the people in Mexico. God, I need you more than food. God, I need you more than food. God, I need you more than the, 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 the coffee that I drink. God, I need you more than that 12-piece chicken snack that you get from Popeye. God, I need you more than that. I need you more. I need you. I need you more. I need you more. I want to see healing, God. I want to see healing in my family. God, I want to see my family set free. God, I want to see my neighborhood set free. God, I want to see this nation called back to you, God. So I'm going to turn down my plate, even just for one meal, and seek your heart. Seek your face. Because it's not enough for me, Lord, just to come in and go through the routines and be done with it. I'm done with church. I came and did my 10 to 1030, 11.30, and then I go home. I want you to walk in the power. I want you to walk in God's power. But how do we do that? Some of these things come by fasting and praying. Some of these things come by only fasting and praying. Some of these things only come by fasting and praying. So we use uh, 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 fasting as, as worship unto the Lord. We use it as when we, we need wisdom, God, and we need it. We use fasting as a weapon, a weapon, a weapon. Come on, I see somebody waving, waving. My wife is waving. I don't know what that means. Maybe she has something to say. There's a microphone over there. So as, as Pastor Corey was sharing, um, the Lord just started talking to me, and I just started jotting it down. And I feel like um, as a church body, as, as church leaders, we've often, um, we've done a disservice to the body. And the reason why I feel like we've done a disservice to the body is because we've, we've, we've taught, and maybe not by our words all the time, but just by the things that we do, that this is an automatic thing. We've actually taken the responsibility off of us as believers. We've, we've made people think that all you got to do is come and sit in a building and it's going to be downloaded into you. But that is not the case. God, there is, there is responsibility that is required of us as men and women of God. And so forget what you've always heard, but it's time for us to go to work as men and women. And that means that just, just like in the natural, how you go to work, and there's responsibilities there you when Jesus says when you fast he's expecting you to do it so men and women I want to challenge you that as we go forward you seek the Lord and say God what do I need to do there is responsibility we should be doing these things Pastor John talked last week about praying we should be praying and we should be fasting you notice he didn't spend a lot of time telling you how to do it because the how the hows don't matter it's the heart behind it and it's the fact that you make an attempt so when we offer things like Bible study, we're, we're telling you guys, hey, you do got to get up and you got to set your alarm. There is something for you to do. No more just expecting things to just come to you like this. No, you have got to take action to it. And whatever that looks like, you have to ask the Lord. But it's time for us to decide, I am going to do it and then take the steps to do it as well. Praise the Lord for that download. What holds us back from fasting? Ignorance. We've not been taught. We don't talk about spiritual warfare. We don't talk about fasting. 
Ignorance keeps us back. And the last thing, fear keeps us from fasting. Fear, I can't. I'm going to pass out. <laughs> I can't give up that meal. But listen, the more and more I started fasting and doing it, the easier it becomes. The more sensitive, the more aware I become of God's presence. The more I sense God moving and doing things in my life. God, okay, okay, fear of the unknown. I've never done it before. I may look stupid. How? Oh, I'm hungry. It's wonder why the Bible has a lot of illusion when I mean uh, characteristics when it comes down to God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be fed. So as we say no to this spiritual, as we say no to this natural food and say yes to God, I believe God is going to unlock some things in our lives. I hope that you guys took this simple message from me this morning and from the Holy Spirit to, 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 to change and challenge you to fast. I want you to go home and start talking to your families. What do we need to fast and ask God for? What do we, what do we need to believe God for? Who are we praying for to, for salvation in this individual's life? Who are we believing God for? We're, we're, we got a decision that we need to make, and we're going to seek the heart of God. What are we going to turn our plates down and say, one meal a week, or we're going to fast dinner as a family? We're gonna, let's, let's start doing it as a church. Let's start doing it in individual homes. If we want the White House and the nation to be well and healed, let's start it in our house. Let's start seeking God's face. Let's start seeking his heart and knowing God can do mighty things. God can do mighty things. Some of these things will only come through fasting and praying. Pastor John started us off last week on prayer. My message this morning is fasting. I want everyone in this room today to commit to giving up something. Give up something. I know what I talked about in here this morning may have touched anyone in a different way, but give up something in your life and seek the heart of God. God, as we we fast. We're doing it because we want to worship you. We want to deny ourselves. God, as we fast, we're seeking your heart for wisdom in our lives, in the lives of our children, in the life of our nation, in the life of our church. And as we fast, God, we understand that it is a weapon. It is a weapon. It is mighty. And we can tear down strongholds in your name, God. So God, as the message is coming forth, Lord, as your people are declaring your goodness this morning, I pray that you would challenge the hearts of your people today to fast, to fast, to turn down their plates. God, I'm not telling anyone in here to go on a 40-day fast. You could be speaking to somebody's heart and tell them going on a 40-day fast. But if we would start with just one day a week, one meal a week, God, I'm going to seek your face for this. I'm believing God wants to do mighty things. I believe God wants to do mighty things. Let's stand to our feet. And how I want to end today may be a little different. It may be a little different than we usually end. How many in this room can say, I have some things 
some strongholds in my life, some things that are going on that need to be broken. I have some things in my life that need to, that, that I need Jesus. I cannot do these things by myself. And we all can say that this morning. But I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you today. We're going to sing this song, I Exalt Thee. And then I'm going to encourage you to come up here and pray and recommit yourself to prayer and fasting. And we're going to have some people that's going to touch it and, and, and believe God for you and ask God to just really awaken it in your heart that the call to fasting in your life, because I believe strongholds are going to be broken in the name of Jesus. I believe families are going to be set free in the name of Jesus. I believe that some of you guys are seeking direction in your life. God's going to give you the clarity that you need to make an informed decision about your life and the life of your family that's going to affect not only this generation, but generations to come. I believe as you, as you can recommit to fasting that your worship experience will, will, will take to a whole nother level because you sense your need and hunger for Jesus Christ. So as we're saying, I exalt thee, what we're saying to myself, self die because I exalt thee. Jesus Christ. I, but self have hunger, you have to die because I exalt thee. I exalt thee, O Lord. So as we sing this song together, we're going to sing it together and then we're going to go right into, we're going to call you up for prayer. Let's sing this song together. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you want to hear more, you can find our entire archive on our website at graceriverva.com. Also, if this message has touched you in any way, we would love to connect with you. Do this by filling out a connection card at graceriverva.com connect. From all of us at Grace River Church, have a blessed day.